0: Welcome everyone to The Russell Show. I'm your host, Russell can a coward to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 168, we have a special guest, Shannon J. Gregg. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Shannon the topic of her newest book, It's About Time. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on the podcast, let's dive in. Hi, Shannon, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode, really appreciate it. How are you today?
1: I am great and I'm super excited to be talking with you.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm here. The pleasure is mine to have you on my show. And yeah, we have an interesting to talk, which is like your book, uh, which is it's about time and you have like interesting journey you had over the last few years. So before we get to that, what's your book about and why did you write yeah, I'd love to know more about yourself. How did you become an entrepreneur yourself and in the coaching business?
1: You know, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. My grandfather had been a security officer. Mm-hmm worked for Westinghouse. And he said, I think I can do this better myself. And he grew it to, he had offices all across the United States, ended up selling his company off and used that money to start new businesses. Uh, My dad (laughs) also, he worked for the family business. And when the company was sold, started his own business. And so when I called my dad and said, Hey, you know what? Um, I've had enough of the corporate world. I think I know enough. I'm going to start my own business. He said, I've literally been waiting for this. <laughs> so it was a foregone conclusion. So I run a company that is focused on sales, sales optimization and salesforce.com.
0: Right. That's great. so what do, what do you guys provide? Like what kind of services are you providing?
1: So we do um, projects for Salesforce. So we'll do a value stream mapping to look at your process because we believe firmly that all technology projects should have people process and technology included. So we'll help customize salesforce.com along with the ancillary applications. Um, But we start everything by going a few steps backwards and saying, tell us about your process. And is it the right one for your company right now? Or does it need to be scaled for your future growth?
0: Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, so like, let's talk about your book, which is like uh, you originally, recently called It's About Time. So what's the your book about? If you'd love to share with our audience and we can have a conversation on that, like a few breaks. Absolutely, it. We'll yeah, know. thank you. Okay.
1: One of the things that we wanted to do with the book, It's About Time, is not to say, here's a prescriptive way to manage your time that has worked for me, the author, or a group of people, because I think one of the fallacies in time management is that there is this perfect system. And so you hear people saying, if you just follow my method, things will be perfect for you. But one of the things we know about adults is that everybody learns a little bit differently and everybody approaches things a little bit differently given your lived experiences and your lens and the demands on your time, frankly. So we tried to put some boundaries around to say there are some core tenets that you can learn that you can apply to your best methodology. So it's really an exercise to develop something that works best for you.
0: Yeah. And you you had like some kind of like health issues during the time as well, right? in the past like a cancer
1: i did yeah and it was sort yeah. of one of those crazy things like i didn't have any symptoms i have no family history it i went and had a preventative screening and when i woke up they said hey guess what we found something and i said all right you know what let's let's attack it you know let's go yeah. at it and time management became even more critical then because when you're going through something like cancer The doctors tell you when to show up. (laughs) You don't say, let me check my schedule and I'll tell you when I can fit this in. So you learn a lot about how to compartmentalize and and really what's, what's happening to you. And so it became increasingly important to say, well, here's how I'm gonna manage multiple things. My mental health, my physical health, my work, my family, my relationships. And when you try to think about how you fit all of those things in, it can become overwhelming.
0: Yeah. And interestingly, like uh, you obviously cured from the cancer. I, I would, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, which is like a great congratulation on that. Like, it's not easy things to deal with. Like, I diagnosed with IVD recently, and the hormones and everything is all over the place because on a steroid medication and, you know, like our cancer medication is treatment like, you know, may you feel like some different person like when you're going through some kind of situation yeah yeah like I'm really really happy for you like you recovered from it it's, fighting through cancer is not something easy i lost my dad as well he was on a stage four like hey we're gonna do that much he was he lived with one and a half years before he passed so time yes time is all we have in the world like this is the only thing is most valuable compared to money, like, you have, like, all money in the world, if you don't have the time, then what will you actually do with that, right, you have, like, a great family, friends, and everything, but you don't have any time to spend time with them, <laughs> then what's the point of that, so writing your books, like, you come into the angle, like, we need to focus on our time rather than every other angle, like, everything is important, your health is important, your finances is important, your relationship is important, but if you don't have the kind of time, like, you can put the health in the place like if you don't have the time to go to doctor like you wouldn't get the treatment if you won't be have the time like you're able to spend with your family so a lot of people in especially in like first world country uk us we as entrepreneurs we tend to work 80 hours 100 hours and we don't have any time for ourselves like as you entrepreneur like how do you find yourself time and how do you value your time
1: Thank you so much for asking this question because I think it's imperative. And I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. And I think this is one of those things where you probably became acutely aware of time, right? You know, when somebody has a terminal diagnosis that you start to think, What is it that we want to do? What do you want to enjoy? What can I bring to you that will make you smile? And I think so often as entrepreneurs, we get so stuck inside of being in love with our work and being defined by our work that we forget to say, but what about these critical other things that that are our relationships, right? And so where should I be watering this garden? You know, where should I be spending my energy? And I think we've all heard the adage, you know, you're not going to see on your gravestone attended a lot of meetings, you know, Um, really, um, you know, I think we have to think a lot about our impact and our work does have a lot of impact on others as well as ourselves, but being very situational about your relationships is critical. And so it's not weird to say, you know what, I'm gonna schedule time and make sure that this friend that's important to me, I visit with them once a month. It's not yeah. strange to use your calendar in a way to manage your personal relationships. And I think doing that is probably a critical first step for somebody who's an entrepreneur, who's so tied into you know, servicing our clients, billing our clients, making sure that we're doing all the things we need to do to work on our business. Yeah. We have to take that same focus to work on our relationships.
0: Yeah, definitely. So how, how do you find your time for yourself? Do you chunk it down for like each task or like a lot of entrepreneurs they do? Like they wake up and they scroll through social media and everything and feel like they're productive and they're not actually getting things done. So how does your schedule look like?
1: I'm also not perfect. I think <laughs> entrepreneurs, yeah. we have a tendency to see shiny things, right? And you have to control yourself and make sure you're not a magpie and being like, that feels like a fire I want to put yeah. out. And that feels like a fire I want to start. And so I do try to chunk my time. You know, I've got I've got time that I have designated in the morning that says, you know, look through Zoom info. I put time yeah. on my calendar that says invoice my clients. And so, you know, using that sort of system for me is perfect because it puts it right in my face and it's a calendar meeting that i won't ignore i mean i do it for my dance classes too you know go take dance class or work out take a walk with the dog because if it's on the schedule i'll honor it and then that honors myself
0: yeah i do the same thing like uh, i have a schedule like five o'clock i wake up that's on the schedule i need my prayers i need to drink my water Everything on my calendar when I need to take my breakfast. Then eventually I focus on like a hard task, one needs to be taken care of with like a proper focus intention. So, first two, three hours in the morning, that actually goes on that. And later on, I take my podcast, I t- talk to people, talk to my clients. That happens after 2 p.m. So, between 7 or 8, 10 or 11, that's like a zoned in time. Like, if I need to focus on the hard stuff, then I spend some time on myself or like doing a workout. Then 2 p.m. after lunch, then I focus on like talking to the world and see how they things are going on. So that actually like has given me like more creativity and everything in the early morning. So if you want to write an email or writing certain types of like content for your uh, audiences or like you want to reach out, like you're doing something on your business, you're working on the business that actually gives you like a more energy, more focus rather than during the day later on, because later on, like everyone's agenda comes to your agenda because they're gonna respond the email comes or Some, something didn't go that way you expected then obviously someone <laughs> made something like bad decision and it follows upon yourself so yeah what like uh, with your book it's about time what key component you try to focus on for like uh, for people to read what are the main component you try to focus on so forward,
1: we i think the the most important component is the ability to say no so mm-hmm. we talk in the book about flexing your no muscle and so often again as entrepreneurs we're always looking for opportunity right we're yeah. inherently risk takers or else you wouldn't be an entrepreneur and so when somebody suggests something to you or you have an idea there's an unmet need mm-hmm. it's easy to say i want to think about that but when you spend your energy on things that aren't necessarily productive or in your line or in your niche that's distracting you from somewhere else and so thinking about saying no which was hard for entrepreneurs yeah. will allow you to say yes to more things that are more in line with what it is you're doing
0: right yeah we often as entrepreneurs we don't say no like like we find for like a more opportunity and then we overwhelm ourselves like we try to read so many different kinds of books on the same nature like if you're really marketing sales you're trying to like influence you're writing about how to have like a mindset everything everything at the same time and Eventually, like what actually you learn from it, you're not even implementing it. And you're trying to bombard in the same way, like opportunities. Like you've got so many ways you can make money right now. So many, as in even though you coach yourself, there's so many niches you can go. You can work with the corporate, you can work with the mom and pops, we can work with like a professional, so many like a different particle you can go for. And we take on like everything and just master like a one thing. So yeah, I really like the fact like you focused on like you know. Uh, we, we don't know how to say no, like I'm, I'm learning myself again, like every time the new opportunity comes in, I just like look into it, then I have to go to my pad and look through like what is my core value is, Then I was like, oh, this it doesn't align with me, and I just say no to that immediately, so do you have like any kind of like a plan or structure in place, like uh, obviously we're going to get tempted, certain new opportunity comes in, the new world is created, uh, do you have like any kind of formula, like to call look back on for me is like my diary I look back on like what's my uh main body my main vision for my business or my personal life then I say it doesn't align with me my ability so I start say no and stop there uh, how, how do you overcome that
1: your system is right you start with your mission vision and values yeah. and say does this opportunity fit inside of that because the reality is you then take that mission vision and values and create you know a customer avatar a customer profile a customer persona mm-hmm. to say this is who i serve because if you try to serve everybody you'll end up serving nobody and yeah. if you can define yourself very, very narrowly those people will find you right yeah. and so being able to say this is who i serve this is who i service this is my area of expertise and people know me that way it will really help you to increase your footprint in terms of the people that you actually are. Are best at serving.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, you have to find your like your own identity, like who you are and what you could at and then focus on that and master it for a long period of time. And bef- before it jumped in like a ship. And then a lot of people we see like they invest in a different kind of businesses, but eventually they do like once they actually made it after 10 years or 15 years in a certain things. Like I started my company and first two years like everything looks really really well like i start my agency and see like we're doing great things over there like we're creating another brand over there and when we're actually growing then i was like a lean back and focus on like the one thing while we are good at like a marketing agency and then, like we 10 x like our income and revenue within six months. And then I was like, if I can ten x that, then I'm going to hundred x in the next couple of years. And we eventually did that, and just only able to do that, just staying focused on our lane, and like we mastered it. But before that, we thought like we can do everything, but eventually we couldn't do nothing. And the uh, car wasn't going to like a second gear. <laughs> the, we stuck in on like a first gear when we were not building any kind of momentum. So moving back to like a yearbook, like it's all about the time, but we more focus on other things in our life rather than the time. And we mentioned like how we can fix that, like you have to schedule it, you know, prioritize it. What else do you see like what we are lacking in terms of like finding the right time or like balance?
1: I think a lot of times people forget to be intentional and authentic, right? So it's easy to say, you know, I'm comparing myself to somebody else. These are my five competitors. I look at their website, I see what they're doing, and yeah. say, well, where can I feel myself in that same way? And if it's not authentic to you, it's not going to work for you, right? And so I heard you say, you were very successful when you found your narrow niche and congratulations yeah. on that. That's remarkable. And so I think oftentimes people see something that's adjacent to what they offer and they say, "Woo, you know what? I'm going to dip my toe mm-hmm. in that water too. But if it's not authentic to you and it hasn't been intentional, if it's accidental, a lot of the times you're going to struggle figuring out what's my process, what's my approach, how do I actually take this to market? How am I going to tell people about this? And then it becomes a little bit of a struggle, which is why um, one of the things that I love the most is being able to say, no, no, this doesn't fit into my box. It's interesting. I like it. I want to know more about it, but that doesn't mean it's something that I should offer to the market.
0: Yeah. And having the intention, like finding the right time is most important, right? Like without the intention, like we will not be able to find the time like we're always going to get the excuses like i don't have the time for like exercising don't, i don't have the time for like a dinner tonight with my family i don't have the time for like going for like a, a place i wanted to go take the time off from the work so i can go for a nice holiday vacation we always come with the excuses but not the actual intention when you have the intention you find the time you can squeeze in half an hour you can squeeze in one week holiday in terms so do you see like working with the entrepreneurs yourself like they struggle to find the kind of times like giving the kind of excuses
1: Uh, absolutely. Yes. I think saying I'm so busy is a badge of honor in today's society, right? The busier you are, the more important you are, the more successful you are. And one of the things I love about this new generation that's just come into the workforce is they are forcing on the rest of us, the idea of um, solid mental health Mm. and compartmentalizing and being able to say like, these things work well for me, these things actually bring me energy. And so using that sort of, pressure that's coming in to say just because you're busy doesn't mean things are working well is a good opportunity to look at yourself in the mirror and say how should I reevaluate my activities and what things are actually adding value to my life that's in my business that's in my personal life and recognizing there's no more work-life balance right we carry computers in our hands all of the time so there's more work-life harmonization and setting rules for yourself and saying when I'm having dinner with my family my phone goes upside down in my pocket in my purse away so that I can be fully focused on the things that are happening in front of me because we are so attracted by all the pings and the rings that we forget the people that we want to be with are the ones in front of us so we should focus on that while we're there
0: yeah just focus on the present moment right and like when you actually do that like even though spending five minutes that actually counts rather than one hour and they're talking to you and you're not there you're zoned in with your phone probably emailing or checking some stuff or your brain is like in a different place so that's not actually count as like a good quality time so having a good quality time like undivided attention you need it from like a both end and then you can actually enjoy the moment together like it's your spouse or your kids or like a, friends you love and you hang around with that gives you like a break from noise and that's actually good for your health and well-being in the mental health or like physical health both actually works really well so yeah Shannon uh it's been a great uh conversation with you about that uh your book and so we're coming to the end of this podcast so those who's listening if anyone wants to read your book or find out where's the best place to find the book
1: Yes, it's on Amazon. It's called It's About Time. Um, You could also reach out to me directly on Twitter, Shannon J. Gregg, or on LinkedIn. I'm happy to answer any questions, take any um, calls. I would love to help people understand how to start to look for the ways to move time management into their life so they can find more time to do the things that matter.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. And Izzy, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And I wish you best of luck with your book and also your career, personal life. And I hope you have like a great health ahead. I know like you had a tough time. So yeah, thanks again, Shannon.
1: Thanks for having me. And I wish the same for you.
0: Thank you. So that's a wrap. guys. thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you got some value from me and enjoyed it. So those who's listening, if anyone interested to grab a Shannon's book, you can find it on Amazon and also you can reach out to her on a Twitter. So until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.